Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Tell your smart speakers, play ESPN Radio. We're on SiriusXM Channel 80. Download the podcast. Guys, you know, by the way, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Um, A lot of shows this time of year, you have to understand, sports shows are pumping out a lot of material every day, and so a kind of fallback is how much pressure. You you hear that a lot, like how much pressure, and it's almost like you got to make the signal with your this much pressure, no wider, this much pressure. It doesn't like I, I prefer to put it in context, guys. Like who's facing more pressure, or rank the teams in order of pressure, or what's at stake. Right? Tell the story. How high are the stakes? What are they? And, and key, Jay, the, the thing I think about in terms of what's at stake in, in this divisional round, one of the ways to look at it is what's the consequence of the game on the franchises, on the cities, on the players? And when you think about it that way, Packers-Niners may be the game with the most at stake this weekend. Where is Aaron Rodgers going to stay or go? Is Garoppolo going to stay or go? What's Rodgers' legacy going to be like in Green Bay all time? Mm. The whole thing. It can, the, the, the repercussions are going to reverberate through the league, potentially. Here's Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show on his mentality entering these playoffs. How do we make sure that we're one of the four that moves on uh, after this weekend? Uh, because then that's a special feeling, and we've been there many times. And then how do we make sure from that four we're one of the final two um, and give ourselves an opportunity to lift the trophy? So I think in the process of that, it's it's not bad to to manifest those things, to think about those things, to imagine yourself in those situations, um, and also still having a, a great uh, acute focus on the task at hand and how special this opportunity is and, and this moment and this game on Saturday night. Uh, against a great opponent, a very well-coached football team with great players on both sides of the ball. Um, so I think that's how I'm, that's how I'm approaching it. I think we've got good leadership on this team. It's exciting seeing some of the guys who are coming back and, and knowing how special uh, they are and, and the impact they can have. And then, you know, we just got to find a way to put it all together uh, for 60 minutes. So we talked about this earlier in the show, guys, and I asked you both, I'm going to ask you again, He's Aaron Rodgers is talking about seeing the big picture without losing focus on what's right in front of you. Key, is that something that not only is possible, but that can actually be helpful? Absolutely. Um, because it, it's, it's almost like a motivational tool to motivate you in this particular game against the 49ers so that you do everything you need to do laser focus to advance to the next 
spot, which is the NFC Championship game. You know you got to be locked in. You got to be focused in because you can visualize being at home in minus degree temperatures next Sunday at 4 o'clock Eastern time, getting ready for kickoff. You can visualize that, but if I don't take care of the moment, that visualization goes away. And the only thing I can think of is cleaning out my locker for maybe the last time in my Green Bay Packer career. And, Jay, you were a a champion at the highest level as an amateur and and a top draft pick. Is that something that you you applied to? Like, you're in the tournament. Could you apply that when you made your run in the tournament? I mean, (laughs) how about this? I never went into the tournament or I never went into my NBA career thinking, I just want to win one game. So I was like, I want to win the whole damn thing. And I, I love when I hear people manifest or talk about what they believe in and they talk it into existence. And, and key for me, frankly, man, like it was, I never overlooked my opponent. I think that helped me focus more on the task at hand because there was a bigger overall goal, right? And a lot of times other people couldn't rationalize that, right? Um, because it just seemed like it was too big, too big of an opportunity. But, you know, it, you – how can you achieve something if you don't believe in yourself to achieve it in the first place? Max I, and Jay, I always overlooked my opponent. Hmm. I always, no matter who it was in front of me. I don't care if they're in the Hall of Fame or not. I always overlooked them, but I didn't take them for granted. So when you say overlook, you mean look past them. Not So not taking for – I think overlook means taking for granted. Are you saying – you did look past them like you know you're going to get through them, but you but but you still had to prepare for them. Oh, absolutely. Right, right. So that to you me didn't look past them is. But see, that you to me is <laughs> to me that's overlooking the situation. Mm-hmm. But I can visualize what I'm getting ready to do. Yeah. In the game and what I'm getting ready to do to them. Regardless if it was regardless if it was saying college or in the pros playoffs. Or the Super Bowl, I could I could already know what's getting ready to happen. If I'm in a game, for instance, if I'm in in a game and I know I got another game coming up, I know I'm getting through this game, but I'm knowing that I got this next game and I'm gonna duplicate the same things in that game that I did in this game. Yeah, how many years did you play in the NFL? I played 11. I cheated myself probably out of six because I retired too early. So this is how I felt after one year in the league. And I, I'm, the longer you play for the things that you were able to do, Key, you start looking at the bigger picture. And I get what you're saying about overlooking things to a degree. Because there were times towards the latter part of my rookie year when I went up against Jason Kidd or I went up against AI and I had a triple-double, right, like 26, 16, and 15. Or you give 25 to AI and you're like, hold on, I just gave 25 to AI? Or I just gave a triple-double to Jason Kidd? Like, these dudes are in the NBA Finals. Like, I, okay, I, I'm supposed to do this. Like, and I think that you see guys like Joe Burrow at the beginning stages of that. Now, think about how that's crystallized for a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Who's like, yo, I've been doing this, and I'm doing it at a high level. Yeah, I, I respect my opponent, but this is how I see it. That's why I'm different. Let's bring a Hall of Famer into this conversation. Ronnie Lott joins Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max right now. Good morning, Ronnie. Talking about a guy who saw it differently. Yeah, man. You know, I'm sitting here listening to you guys, and I love it. I love what you're doing and love what you're talking about. And uh, we all see things different. 
I mean, that's the great thing about life is that we all see things different and how we can, how we prepare for uh, great moments. I mean, some people are afraid of the great moment. Some people never even know what the great moment feels like. I mean, so here's Aaron Rodgers saying, oh, I've been there. I've been around it. I've seen it. I feel it. And so we ask, we always, I think, try to ask, well, how do you feel? What's going on? And then when somebody says, oh, something like that, you go, what? <laughs> and my point, which is amazing, is that that, that, that happens every day. And what we hope, because I know that kid, some uh, kid, when he was a little kid, and he was, you know, walking next to me and hanging out, Keyshawn. Oh, yeah. That kid was thinking that. <laughs> that kid was like going, hey, you mean what? I could feel this way? I could do this? And my point to you is that that's what we want people to do. That's what we want people to do every day. So I'm, 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 I'm excited. I'm excited for the fact that he feels that way. I'm excited for the fact that uh, he, he has that expectation. Now, I will say this. Um, my, my boys, <laughs> you know, they're excited. And they're passionate. And they're ready. And, and the reason I know they're ready is that um, they, they got them a couple times. They got them a couple times. And they understand what it's like to uh, beat him. And so they're they're comfortable, and they feel really confident coming into this game. And uh, the reason I think they're confident, they know they can run the ball on them. They know that they can get to him. So th- imagine what they're thinking. Just to clarify, Ronnie, when you say my guys, you're talking about the Niners, and him is Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. So I'm a, I haven't said any names because I don't want to say any names. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotcha. My bad. Know, but you guys know, you know, we look, it's just simple. We all know because we all know. And that's and, and, and if you're in this moment and that's all you're thinking about. Come on now. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know Jay will. That's what all he thought about the week of when he was playing certain teams as he was growing up as a kid. And my point is. He has been doing that since he was a kid, mm. dreaming and thinking and trying to process and trying to find ways to climb the mountain. And and so, yeah, there there are things that he's going to say that ultimately uh, he's prepared and he's preparing himself for all kinds of moments. And I think that that's what great athletes do all the time. Ronnie, what's at stake for – the 49ers this weekend up against the Packers? What's at, what's at stake? Yes. It, it's, it's, it's getting back to where they belong. <laughs> that's what's at stake. I mean, that's, that's the, the standard. That's what they feel. That's something that they know that they got to live up to. And so, you know, being there, which they were a couple of years ago, and not getting it done, you can't tell me that that's something that all of those guys, all of them are still sitting there saying, hey, man, we got to get back. The thing that I will say, though, because Green Bay, and it's, it's interesting to me, Green Bay came in, and, and I, I saw this a couple of years ago, and they played the Niners, and the Niners spanked them. 
I mean, spanked him. I mean, dominated him, physically dominated him. And it was interesting earlier in the year this year, that game that they played, uh, it was, you could feel the intensity of the game. And my point is that somebody's got, you know, they're sitting there going, hey, man, we got a chip on our shoulder. So th- that's what makes this game to me so exciting is because Green Bay has a chip on their shoulder. They know that they got bullied. And at the same time, they got to protect this thing, and they're trying to find a way to get back. They should have been there last year. They gave up that touchdown before the temp, you know, right before half. I mean, so there were some things that they have to live with, and it's going to be interesting watching them live with it and thinking about where they belong. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this game because there's a lot on the line, and a lot on the line meaning it's a lot on the line for Aaron Rodgers. Don't, and the reason I think it's a lot on the line for him is that it's part of his legacy. And, and there's some other guy named, named uh, what's his name, Brady, <laughs> that he, he, he knows that, wait a minute, I want to be in that. I want to be in that. I want to be in that 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 universe. Thank I want you, to be Ronnie. Consider one of that universe. That's right. Why I don't know why that's not even a more of a point of emphasis. Ronnie Lott talking to us, Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Ronnie, the bottom line is the first year Brady was in the same conference. Year one, he gets he wins the Super Bowl by getting by Aaron Rodgers to win his seventh, and Rodgers is still sitting on one. But no one's more talented than Rodgers. I think this is huge for his legacy. I think it's huge. I think it's huge for – look, man, he grew up here. There was – I remember sitting there at the draft, watching the draft, and they passed him. They said – and I'm sitting there going, man, he just – he just. I mean, he was at Cal, and he killed USC. And I was like, wow, who – and they and so Bill – and, and, and the rest of the staff, they had a chance to get him. And, 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 and for that moment on, to me, that was one of those things that he felt slighted. And so there, there's a lot to this story all the way back to when he was at Cal, all the, all the way back to when he got drafted. So to me, yeah, you, anybody that says it, you pass me up, key. If you pass me up in the draft, they're just there's there there are those thoughts that you just deal with, and and you're preparing for those thoughts and preparing for those moments. Ronnie, yeah. I, I I did want to ask you about so much talk in the off season about whether Aaron Rodgers will stay in Green Bay, will he go somewhere else? Could it be the 49ers? Could it be the Broncos? Where would it be? You know, how people love to speculate, and we've talked about on this show if. Aaron Rodgers were to win a Super Bowl. How do you see this thing playing out? Would would he stay in Green Bay? Would he go somewhere else? What do you think? Man, one of the great things that uh, I don't know what I don't know about a guy like that. And uh, (laughs) the way that he has played this thing, the way that he is, you know, uh, just the the things that he's done, his mannerisms. uh, But I do know this. That dude is good. I mean, you know, he's really good. And he knows he's really good. 
And I think I think if you said, look, you want me, you want Robin Hood, you want Tom Brady and him to hit the apple, I'm going with I'm going I'm going I'm going with Rogers to hit the apple. And the reason why is that it's just that that's how good he is with throwing the football. And so, you know, we all know that when you can throw the ball and you can spin it like he can spin it, um, you're always in games. And and the reason why, when you got you got that kid Adams and, 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 and the rest of his cast, so, you know, look, to me, I love this game because you got some great players on both sides. Uh, hopefully, you know, Fred and and and, um, and and Boza show up like they're capable of showing up, but this this is this is what you know this is the drama that I've been waiting for, and um, I'm excited. I'm excited for Ronnie? them. I'm excited for everybody. Oh, I'm sorry, Ron. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to interrupt. I thought you. you I thought you were done. Um, please finish, and I have a question. No, I just think I'm, I'm, look. I, it's it's simple, man. I'm just excited for for this game because it's what you want. You want to see great teams, great players, and uh, I think we're going to see a lot of great moments in this game. Um, I was I, it was great last week watching watching them play against Dallas. It was great for them to go down there and do what they were able to do. So yeah, this is this to me is again one of those games that um, you know you can't wait. It's in Green Bay. It's it's where it's like going to Notre Dame. You know, it's like going to Notre Dame because you just know that that's the mecca of football. So yeah, it's it's a lot of things that I love about you know this this uh, this matchup. Ronnie, you mentioned that. San Francisco passed on Rodgers. Famously, Alex Smith goes one, and Rodgers went, what was it, 23rd, 24th? But I was, you know, to me, San Francisco would make a lot of sense for Rodgers if he leaves Green Bay. You know, not only, like maybe they stashed their value of that first pick in Trey Lance, thinking, hey, maybe they don't love Jordan Love and they like Trey Lance. If they if Garoppolo doesn't get it done and they move on from him and they're not sold on Lance or they just think they have the opportunity to grab Rodgers, why wouldn't they? Rodgers on that team, they'd be Super Bowl favorites, and he get to go home basically. Has that how much of that have you thought about, and how much do you think that is determined by the outcome of this game? Look, man, I, I I'm one of those guys that that you never know what could happen in life. Hey, Joe Montana getting cut? Come on. So I, you don't know. And uh, the reason you don't know is that you just never know. And in, in sports, um, we don't know. And so um, I'm, I'm, I, I would much rather not say anything about it because, yeah, I got you, again, that's why I listen. That's why I love watching. That's what I've been doing all my life. And uh, I can't wait till Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday. Can't wait till Saturday because I get to do what everyone else is doing. That is, you know, watching ball and uh, hoping hoping that it plays out the, the way that it should play out. And then the other thing is, after the season, 
Um, we'll see how it plays out. I think the kid, Trey Lance, is a lot better than people uh, um, that people are looking at because I think that there are some attributes that we haven't seen yet that I think that he brings to the table. Uh, and so, yeah, I think I think he's a, a little bit better than than what what is advertised, and 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 yet we haven't seen it all because, like a lot of things in life, you know, you got to wait, you got to wait your turn, and 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 he's he's patiently wait, waiting his turn. He's a really good kid, really smart kid, and he loves the game of football. Uh, Ronnie Lott, ladies and gentlemen. Four-time Super Bowl champion, Ronnie Lott. Thank you, Ronnie. Appreciate you jumping on with us this morning. All right, Ronnie. Have a good one, brother. All right, big bro. All right, guys. You guys take care, man. Be well. Okay. You too. So, that's, you know, I hadn't even thought of that, believe it or not, heading into this game. The fact that what Ronnie brought up, the fact that there's also the angle that he was passed up and Alex Smith went one Mm. to his hometown team. You know who passed him up too, right? Who passed him up? Mike McCarthy. Too bad. Somehow I wish McCarthy was more involved in the game. (laughs) Breaking news from the NBA this morning. We got the best insider in the business. Woj on the very latest with the Lakers. Next, Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Adrian Wojnarowski. My man. ESPN Senior NBA Insider, as though I needed to tell you to that. With us now, Woj, what's going on? Good morning. You talked to Good Russell. Good morning, guys. Good morning. What's up, Woj? You talked to Russell Westbrook. For those just waking up, what did he tell you? Uh, guys, he, he told me that, listen, he was disappointed in the benching on Wednesday night uh, in the final minutes of the Pacers game. Didn't necessarily agree with it, but wants to do what's best for this team, wants to get this back on track, and feels as though he has done whatever's been asked of him by Frank Vogel, by the Lakers. And, listen, I think he's asking for some patience 
from people. This is his third team, his fourth team in four years, his third new team after leaving Oklahoma City, going to Houston, Washington, and now the Lakers, and that it takes time to figure out how to play with each other. He learned to play with James Harden, Bradley Beal, and now LeBron and LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And the fact that those three have not been on the court a lot, they're going to get Anthony Davis back here. And that he's determined, that he is determined to get this right, to figure out how best to play with this group and to win. And I thought his spirit was really good when I spoke to him yesterday, just very undeterred about getting past Wednesday night and and figuring out um, uh, how how to play and how to win for this Laker team. Woj, the trade deadline is up and coming. What's actually on the table for the Lakers to fix this team? You know, I don't know that there's a dramatic move, Jay, for the Lakers to make. They they kind of gas their assets in the Westbrook trade. Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, uh, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, and Westbrook's contract is really difficult to move. If you wanted to do that, obviously you're not trading Anthony Davis, you're not trading LeBron James. I don't need to say that, but. I think you look at the rest of their roster, and there are moves you could make. I just don't know that they're significant. I think for teams like the Lakers, the buyout market often uh, is an easier path if you can convince players that this is a place, you know, guys who get buyouts and you who you would sign on the minimum deal if you have a roster spot or two. But in those situations, players tend to pick situations where they think there's um, – you know, it's that it's very functional, and I'm going to go in. I'm going to be able to help my value for free agency. I'm going to be able to win there. And so the Lakers have to show people that they've stabilized it and that there's a, you know, perhaps there's a shooter or two out in the buyout market that could be helpful to them. Uh, certainly that's always very competitive uh, among teams to get those guys. But trade-wise, I think it's uh, – I, I just don't know that there's a big deal out there for them. Maybe there's some still th- some things around the edges – but it's really more of a seller's market than a buyer's market because so many teams, guys, because of the play-in tournament, they're not thrown in a towel like they might have in different years and selling off assets. Uh, there are a lot more teams who, you know, are trying to improve themselves. Maybe it's just to get to the ninth or tenth seed and get in a play-in. Woj, as you parade around the league and do your job and do it well, how much are you hearing that a lot of this is falling on Frank Vogel's shoulders? Around the league, there are very few who put this on Frank Vogel's shoulders. Um, I think he's uh, – I, I don't think that uh, people are pointing at, you know, uh, you know, anything really more than the – you know, certainly the injury to Anthony Davis. They weren't playing well before he went out. Um, but – you know, the roster construction, they lost their depth in that trade. I mean, they did. And they, they lost some of their, uh, you know, some of the younger players on that roster. And so, I, listen, but internally, yeah, there's no question there's pressure on Frank Vogel. I think after the Denver game, you lose by 37 and your team just is non-competitive and doesn't look like it has fight. That's what gets coaches in trouble. 
but my sense is really Rob Palenka, the Lakers, they want to give Frank Vogel every chance they can to get through this, get AD back. You know, they don't uh, – listen, David Fisdale came in as the acting head coach when Vogel had COVID, and, you know, they, they struggled. They, they did get a great spark from that. And, and I think that, you know, if you let Frank Vogel go and, – and listen, certainly Fizz is an experienced head coach – got Memphis to the playoffs, did a great job there. You look at the rest of their staff from there, and then it becomes a little more of an inexperienced staff. And you're, you're talking about we want to get our team in the playoffs, and we want to be able to advance to the playoffs. And you want to have a staff in place that you feel gives you a chance to do that and has been on the front lines of uh, game planning and all those things that having to have had success in the postseason. If that's what you, If that's what your goal is, and I think – you take Frank Vogel out of the equation, and then after Fizz, there, there's less of that on that. It's not a, as veteran, ex, postseason experienced of a staff. And so I, I just think they're giving Vogel every chance to, to get through, uh, you know, this stretch and, and, and try to get and, and, until they can get AD back perhaps later this month. Well, there's just so much movement around the NBA. Speaking of a veteran, a guy is out there in Ben Simmons who's not being traded at this point. But I want you to take a listen to what Daryl Morey said yesterday on our Philadelphia affiliate 97.5. If we do a deal that takes us from the eighth best chance to win the championship to seventh, you know, you're looking at like a half a percent better. And everyone feels better because Ben Simmons, who people, you know, want gone, uh, people will feel better that that name is no longer there. But our odds haven't changed much at all. And now we've not only burned away this season, we've burned away our future as well. I think it's less likely than likely. But, you know, hopefully hopefully I'm wrong. So, Wojo, are we just not going to see any movement on Ben Simmons until the summer when guys like Dame or potentially James Harden are targets for Daryl? I mean – I thought all along it's very possible that that'll be the case, that this will get. It is easier to do a trade around the NBA draft than it is at the NBA trade deadline. It's easier to put picks in play for teams when the lottery order is set and you know exactly who's in the draft and, and teams can make decisions around that. And it's just there's more teams active. Uh, it's, just, it's easier to do deals then than mm-hmm. it is a trade deadline. But certainly with the way Joel Embiid's playing – you want to see if you can make a deal that puts you in play to 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 get in the postseason and make a run this year. You know, Daryl Morey also said in that interview yesterday that it, because of the way Embiid is playing at such a high level, that you know before it was a top twenty-five player they needed to get back. Maybe it's a top forty player now. Now, hmm. now whose list? Right? What does that even mean? Whose list? are we talking about, you know, Keyshawn's list of top 40 players, mine, <laughs> yours, Jay, like, so you're kind of moving the goalposts a little bit. I think Daryl's trying to certainly drum up interest and in trying to get a deal done now, but also try to convince teams they've got to really pay a premium for it. And uh, listen, I think there'll be a lot of conversations. It'll be active. I, I don't think they have any real traction right now on deals. I think one thing that's been frustrating the teams is if they do talk to the Sixers or even if they haven't talked to the Sixers, stories getting out or stories 
about offers made that probably weren't really made, as those things kind of get out in the media, it affects your locker room. It affects your team. That's made some other some of the teams involved in this a little antsy. Um, and so, you know, you've seen – I've seen stories about offers allegedly Detroit has made for Ben Simmons. Detroit and Philly haven't talked in over three weeks. Hmm. They haven't talked in over three weeks. And so I think teams – it's you know there's always a lot of stuff that comes with a big trade discussion like Ben Simmons a big player like him but listen he's made it he seems pretty determined to not play this year and go to the wire and not return to this team this season and the Sixers seem pretty dug in that they're just not going to give him away that they've got to get back you know a significant haul and um, we're no closer to it today than we were when Ben Simmons asked for the trade in um, at the end of the season. Thank you, Woj. Appreciate you jumping on with us and and uh, explaining the news. Thanks, Appreciate Woj. it, brother. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you having Alrighty. me. Uh-huh. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. I know a lot of people critical of Daryl Morey. Oh, he's you know, holding on too long. I think a lesser GM would have caved. <laughs> and Daryl Morey slow playing this. My bet would be on Daryl Morey maximizing the va- the return he gets for Ben Simmons, but time will tell. From the NBA to the NFL and divisional weekend is finally here. It is Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, tomorrow we'll tell you the one player, one player that can stop Tom Brady from getting his eighth Super Bowl. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. The Keyshawn J. Willemax Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Oh, it is. You know what? I don't know. I'm looking more forward to this divisional round of the playoffs 
than any I can remember for a while. It yeah. just feels to me like there's like each game is interesting and difficult to predict. You know, a, you said that last year too, Max. No, but not like this, <laughs> Key. Not like this. So, <laughs> but I listen every year. Level. Well, hey, hey, Key, Don't you got me. You, the NFL playoffs are exciting, right? <laughs> no, oh, hey, no. But, 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 but you know what's so crazy about that is. Huh. You you said it right because it feels that way. Yeah. But if we could somehow magically go back to last year, yeah, same thing. Right? We oh, yeah. would be like, ah, this is the greatest weekend of professional football I've ever seen. But I don't know? know. I did not feel last year like the Bills were going to beat the Chiefs. I got a different feeling right now. I think the Chiefs can do it, but ah, like it feels different to me. The Bucks and Rams, I feel I could go either way, and I even like the the, the underdog there. The Rams are the underdog on the road, and FPI doesn't like them at all, right? Tennessee and the Bengals, mm. that, that's to me like it should be the most the, the least interesting game, but I'm totally interested in that matchup because Joe Burrow, the birth of a star, the whole thing, and not to mention the number one-seeded Titans, and then – and who am I missing? And then the Niners and the Packers. Okay. So that's a night game, so it kicks off Bengals-Titans, 4.30, yeah. then Niners-Packers, 8.15 on Saturday, yep. Man, 3 p.m. that's going to be? 3 yeah. p.m., Rams-Bucks, and then the finale, 6.30. Bills at Chiefs. So we always focus on the quarterback and the coach. The story of the, of the NFL, because it's easiest to put the camera on the quarterback, camera on the coach. By the way, you want to know why there were mainly white faces at quarterback and coach for so many years? We oh, think God. that was an accident. Oh, that's a story. This, that's what the camera wants to see. That's a story. It's how the, that's how things are marketed. That is the truth, right? That's as I see it, okay? So just feel like we took run. a hard turn right no, there. No, no, what, but, what just happened? Well, I, because that's the story that that's the story of the game. Okay. okay. So I'm just not afraid to go there. But that's not my point right now. Huh. My point is this. They're not always there. There are <laughs> other players on the field that are extremely important to the outcome of the game, and it seems to me that the guy who is most important, who's not a quarterback, is Aaron Donald. That's the guy tasked with going to get Tom Brady from, from penetration, collapsing the pocket, getting, you know, double team so that Leonard Floyd and Von Miller can go get him, right? And if the fact is, if Brady is missing uh, uh, his right tackle, Christian, uh, Tristan Wirfs, it could be bad news. Well, even if he's back, it's going to be bad news. Because he won't be 100% healthy. Yeah, and by the way, Aaron Donald's just bad news, period. Right? When you talk about the, the front of Floyd and Miller and, and Aaron Donald, you got to remember in that first game, a lot of pressure was coming out of the secondary. Jalen Ramsey mm -hmm. constantly harassed Tom Brady. Brady was getting rid of the ball faster than he really wanted to. Um, so you got to look at that in Raheem Morris and how he dialed up things against Tom Brady who he actually saw a couple of times over the last year when he was a defensive coordinator at the Atlanta Falcons. So Lewis Riddick, key Jay, was talking about this Bucks offensive line. He said this yesterday on our show as it relates to Donald's impact on the game potentially. You know they got two Hall of Fame pass rushers, plus they got another kid who, in Leonard Floyd right now, is as good as any edge pass rusher in the NFL. So they got three guys that can absolutely wreck your quarterback, and you saw what happened in the Philadelphia game when Tristan Wirth went out, right? You saw what Ryan Kerrigan was doing to their backup right tackle, coming off of Tom's throwing arm side. He was killing him. He was throwing him on the ground every play. What do you think Von Miller's going to do to him? 
What do you think Aaron Donald's going to do to the interior of this offensive line if there's any kind of miscommunication because Ryan Jensen's not there or he's hobbled on that ankle? Yeah, and that's the thing is is he's mentioning right there, you got a banged up tackle and they know how to stack guys on one side, Floyd, Donald, Donald, Miller, Miller, Floyd, all on one side where the weakness is at. Now you negating what you want to do on the offensive side of the ball because you've got to bring an extra body over there. You've got to figure out max protection. If you max protect and they're still getting to Tom Brady, it's going to be a long, long night. Aaron Donald is one of the most feared guys in the National Football League. It was almost like when Reggie White would line up and just move his pinky finger and the entire offensive line would jump. That's what you're dealing with. With Aaron Donald. And there's a reason. It's not a mistake. You have to go to Reggie White. Aaron Donald is one of the greatest players who ever lived uh, on the front of the defense. Right? You, he, he's going to be in the argument, maybe win it, as the greatest defensive tackle ever. He's right there. That's how dominant he's been. you got to go to guys like Reggie White or Lawrence Taylor. even though he's not on the line. But still, you know, guys who were just the whole offense had to worry about on every play. And what's interesting to me, Jay, what Key just said, it was the flip last year, especially in the Super Bowl, but also against Rodgers when they were missing their offensive lines, mm-hmm. right? And, and Todd Bowles, he's a genius. I mean, Todd Bowles excellent D coordinator. But does it take a genius to say, oh, they're missing their O-line. We don't have to bring anybody. We're going to cover everybody and get pressure on every play. Brady could be in a similar circumstance here. Key, the Giants if, if, you're, key, key, key if, you're buy, if you're buying Leftwich, what kind of play calling are you implementing, understanding – you know that you have a fractured O line. Well, you want to try to you want to try to use as much quick game as possible. Get the ball out fast. Uh, you want to slow down the pass rush. You want to run some screens. You want to help out wherever Aaron Donald is. There's help. You want to at times take max protection and take shots down the field with Mike Evans, mm. Gronkowski in the middle of the field. But you got to block. You got to block them dudes. If you can't block them, it won't matter. Yeah, and Aaron Donald, what was the stat? What was the stat? Was it on this show? Was it on this just in? Terrific show. I don't know. You have so many shows, Max. ESPN, handsome host. (laughs) But but it was Aaron Donald is winning against double teams more than twice as much as any other, or greater than twice the rate, I think, of any other player in the league. What? So you can put two guys on him, and he still might get it done. But at the very least, Leonard Floyd and 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 uh, uh, Von Miller are coming off the edge with, with fewer guys to to I'll, account for. I'll say this, Key. This is a you know you're talking about all the legacy moments for Tom Brady. This is another. If he's able to pull this one off, considering what his circumstances are, I mean, at 44 years the old, with the season he's having. Oh yeah. my God. He would there be any accomplishment greater than this in Brady's career if Wirfs doesn't play, if Jensen's compromised, and he's still able to win a Super Bowl this year at his age? Is that the greatest accomplishment of his career? Man, if that dude win a Super Bowl this year, then I'm just I'm quitting. <laughs> you win it and quit? No, I'm saying if I if he wins a Super Bowl this year, I'm quitting. Yeah, right. I'm not gonna work for show. ESPN anymore. J. Will Max and Key quitting. And to think, I'm responsible. Damn, you move your name up front. Well, I mean, that's the natural progression of things if you quit. That was very slick. (laughs) 
Gotta watch my gotta watch my brake pads in my car now. It'll be the greatest accomplishment of my career if he's able to do it. Oh, thanks to still that giving movie. yourself credit. Max Kellerman, look, we're just in Monday. Soon, plenty to react to. Greeny is coming up right now. KJM, see you Monday, proof. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.